popcorn ready. I'm here, so I won't get fined. It's about the stoop. I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. No! What? Get your big butt out of here! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Guides podcast, brought to you by ShopFantasyGuides.com. I'm your host, former player and current Debbie analyst, Jesse Preston, and I am joined tonight and every night by the owner and operator of Fantasy Guides, Stephen Rippey, and his younger brother, fellow Fantasy Guides contributor and local Denver comedian, Casey Rippey. Stephen, how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I, I did think that I was going to have to uh, call in sick today or be on the injury report. I uh, actually sprained my knee running Oh, yesterday. man. Old man problems. I know. I don't know why I go running, um, but I actually... Believe it or not, we live in a beautiful area. There's lots of rolling hills, and there's this mesa by my house, and there was a rattlesnake just slithering across. No way. I didn't, yeah, I didn't see it till last minute. And I did like, I did like a, like a, you know, just like this little kid squeal and jumped. I'd love to get a video because, Jesse, I know you tried to help me around the combine increase my vertical leap. This was probably the highest I've ever jumped. But unfortunately, when I landed, I, I normally roll ankles because I'm a former basketball player. This mm-hmm. time I like tweaked my knee. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to have to get some ice on it. But, uh, but no, I'm doing good otherwise. I'm excited to be here. Well, no injuries here. We're, we're playing on. Casey, how about you, man? Well, I'm a little disappointed, Jesse. You didn't think to put a rattlesnake near Steven during training camp for mm. his combine performance. Yeah, that might have helped. Um, yeah. Uh, and also Steven, uh, running, is that really the, the term we would use more of a light yeah. jog, more of a, cause whenever you call Dude, me, you're I, able, you're able to talk to me at the same time. On yeah. I'm, I'm athletic. I will send you, <laughs> I will, Clearly. I will, I will send you my Strava screenshot and you will see my time. It was 10, 16. <laughs> no, no, I, I, t- I go a little bit, you know, I enjoy the view. What do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> I'm doing well, Jesse. Thanks for asking. All right. I love it. We're recording this tonight, uh, August 8th, Monday night. And for future reference, we're hoping to make Monday nights our standard recording time so that episodes can episodes can post early on Tuesday. While this is our first ever public episode, we've been rehearsing this for a while, right, guys? And the format that we think sounds best is we, we start with Steven's Fantasy Guides kickoff. And tonight we're going to do some camp updates And then we move on to Casey's NFL Cover Zero, which is a comedic look at recent news and trends. It's kind of like a weekend update, but for football news. And then we'll spend a bunch of our conversation tonight on early round targets and potential league winners. And then we'll finish up with my Debbie Rookie Watch update. I'm the uh, college football dude in this crew, and I'm going to try and and get us some information that could help you out in the uh, 2023 draft. And then uh, before we get going, I just want to talk a little bit about the inception of this podcast and and what we're hoping to offer since this is our first public one. If you did find your way to this podcast, thank you so much. We really want to involve our audience in this process. So please reach out to us with listener questions and we'll we'll even put some of the best ones into the podcast. Steven, if if people want to reach out to you, where can they get where can they find you? How can they get a hold of you? Uh, they can either email me uh my email's on my website, shopfantasyguides.com, or just fantasyguides at gmail.com. Or they can always find me on Instagram at fantasyguides. Shoot me a DM if you've got a question. If you want to get your question answered on the podcast, we're going to try to start doing that you know, in future podcasts. So yeah, reach out to me. 
And Casey, you're on Instagram too, right? That is correct, Jesse. What What's your handle? You, you, this is where you're supposed to tell me. <laughs> tell me. Tell me the handle, Casey. It's at NFL Cover Zero, sir. All right, perfect. It's at, just at the, Instagram. He just has a he has a profile pic where he's just screaming. So it's yeah. easy to find. I've seen that before. And then you guys yeah. can find me. I'm also on at uh, I'm also on Instagram at Devi Rookie Watch. All of those are one word handles. So just real quick before we get into all of our fantasy information, just a little bit of an inception story as to how we got into this podcast. So first of all, as far as who we are and what we're about. Hopefully you guys subscribe to the pod and you'll just learn more and more to, about us as we go. But I do think pulling back the curtain on how this started is really interesting. And I do think it was really just tell me, Stephen, you got to tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it was just Casey and I basically pestering you for like two years. You, no, there, you had- there's no, there's no question about it. That is exactly <laughs> what it was. You're like, what are you doing a podcast? I was like, oh, oh, I don't have time for a podcast. You're like, well, what if we just helped you start a podcast? I was like, yeah, maybe. And then it was like, the next thing I knew, Jesse's like, so we've got the podcast. It's going to be starting, you know, we're going to start recording. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's do this. So no, I, I'm very appreciative of you guys. Cause uh, yeah, it, 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 it's something that I've wanted to do for a while, but it's just been hard to find the time. And then you guys coming forth and just saying, Hey, let's do this. Cause we, we all talk football behind the curtain <laughs> on our phones to each other all the time. So we just thought we'd, you know, start pushing record on some of these. Yeah. And that's really where it started for me is I, I, I'm a teacher and I would call Steven during my lunch break and I'd be like, Hey bro, I need to, I need to figure out whether I'm starting this receiver or this receiver. And it's not like Steven's sitting in front of his, his phone or his computer at this time. And just the stuff that he could pull out of the back of his brain the information, the statistics, everything else. And then the conversations, the nuanced conversations that we would have. I was like, dude, we got to be recording this. This can be helping people, you know? Well, the secret to that is uh, anything else that's important in your life, you know, like things like anniversaries or, you know, (laughs) grocery lists, you just have to suppress those. And then you can store (laughs) as much football, useless football information as possible. So, you know, birthdays, anniversaries, uh, historic days, just get those out of your, your brain right. and then get that yeah. out of there. And then yeah. the stats can just sit there. And well, that's why. So I just started to love it. And then once we agreed to do this podcast, Steven was really adamant that, you know, let's make this sound a little different. And I think that's where his little brother Casey came in. He's, he's done stand up comedy for a few years now. And, uh, they kind of worked together to come up with this comedy segment. Casey, what has it been like creating the, uh, content for cover zero? You know, it's, uh, it's, it's been a very difficult road. Um, it's filled with all sorts of hardships and no, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I've enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it is something that I look forward to each week. So I'm really excited to bring it on the podcast every week. Dude, he's been crushing it. All, all of you that are listening, he's been crushing it prior to now. So we'll see how tonight goes, but no, he's been doing a, a great job and he cracks us up every time. So it's going to be fun. Tonight's probably the worst one that I will have ever done. So, well, well I'm just, I'm just letting them know ahead of time. You know, if, if, you, if you bomb tonight, just keep listening because there's going to be some good ones. I'm just impressed he keeps coming up with all these different jokes and things. I, you know, I, I feel bad because we're not getting it out to the world, just to like our moms <laughs> and uh, our our best friends, Dude, our moms. But the, hey, our moms love the podcast. They do. They do. Yeah. That's and then for me, I'm hoping to bring the Debbie college football side to it. Um, I did also play for 17 years and these guys what? like to give me, yeah, they, 
They always like to give me a hard time about that, but I'm a huge college football fan. Um, I've been watching for over 25 years and, uh, and then also I just want to keep this boat steered in the right direction. These with these two rocking the boat, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher, so I have experience herding cats. I think that's why they, uh, they called me along because they'll, they'll get a little off task and then I, I try and bring them back in. Does that, does that sound right? Anything to add to that guys? Yeah, Jesse actually creates the entire show sheet, and Casey and I <laughs> usually look at it right when we're logging on. So uh, without Jesse, without Jesse, Casey and I would just be rambling on and on, and I don't even know if we'd be recording. So, so without further ado, on my show sheet right here, it says we're going to do some camp updates. So we love starting off the podcast with some, uh, we call it the Fantasy Guides kickoff, and we take a look at the past week and what Steven's been posting and some of the nuggets that he has uh how about do we got casey do we got a a drop for the camp watch oh you know we sure do camp watch sounds so worth it yes oh my god it's great (laughs) steven steven insisted i take off the 2022 but i feel like it needs it (laughs) (laughs) maybe it does you know next episode you can add 2022 or or the or the month i don't know we'll see all right, Steven. So what do you got for camp updates? I got a few names here, but who who have you been hearing about and uh, how is it fantasy relevant? Um, okay, so there's a there's a ton of updates, so we're going to try to limit it to a few. Um, there's a lot of noise, but there are a few things to pay attention to. So with the Packers, we know no more Devontae Adams, no more MVS. They, we're looking for somebody to stand out there. And I still think that Alan Lazard will be that guy, but supposedly from out of camp it's romeo jesse is it dubs did we find out it's dubs yep romeo dubs okay. out of nevada saying dubs it's so time, damn but. hot <laughs> <laughs> but romeo dubs apparently is looked like the best receiver in camp um so christian watson he's been injured i don't even know if he's been practicing is practicing um so dubs is um really been looking amazing there so he's somebody that you're going to probably want to target late in your drafts because you want whoever's going to be the guy, the receiver with Aaron Rodgers. you want that guy. So really pay attention to how this keeps unfolding. Um, see where I can't remember Jesse. Did you know much about him coming out of college? Yeah. So he, it's, it's interesting because when he was drafted in the fourth round after Christian Watson, it actually made me a little nervous for Watson. Cause it's like Watson is not quite as polished of a wide receiver. He played in really like a power running offense at North Dakota state. Um, and dubs comes from a, a wide open offense and he's, he's solid. He's solid all around six, two, two Oh one. He, he caught 80 balls his last season, 11 touchdowns. He had a game against Wyoming where he caught the game winning touchdown at the end of the game. And it was, he had like 15 catches or something in that game. It was something crazy. So he really was a huge focus of their, they had kind of an air raid offense and he was a big focus of that. And so I was kind of nervous. I was like, I mean, is this going to affect Watson? Cause he's not, maybe not as polished and sure enough, we're hearing that news. Uh, uh, one other tidbit I found today looking up dubs he did play on Snoop Dogg's Little League football team. Oh, oh, oh man. Rolling on dubs. There was another <laughs> player. There was <laughs> there was another player I remember back in the day. There's been a few now that like I remember have made the NFL that played with Snoop. Um, well, and just real quick, Jesse, I just want to point out. So Jesse is our Debbie college guy. 
And you know this because he watched the Nevada-Wyoming game <laughs> from last year and saw the game-winning touchdown. There's very few. So uh, he's the one. Other than yep. the alumni of those two universities, there's probably very few people that can say they watched that game. Uh, Wandale Robinson. So people would know this because this is our first recorded podcast, but he's he's a friend of the pod. We 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 dubbed him that, uh, if I can say that, um, because we we love this guy. We've loved him since uh, well since I heard about him uh, back in January. Jesse's known about him since you know he was in the third grade, but uh, <laughs> but no, he's he's been apparently the best one of the just turning heads um, in New York, and I I think temper expectations because there are still a lot of playmakers in that offense and it's led by Daniel Jones, but he's a playmaker and he's a gadget player and he could be used all over the field. And that's what the new NFL is about. So he's somebody I'm, I'm excited to see what will happen with him. Um, and then sky Moore, it's kind of similar. I don't know if you guys saw, but he's, he was lining up as a halfback in some of the um, videos I was seeing and they're lining him up all over the field and he's Kansas really city good. chiefs wide receiver, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm excited about that. Kind of like with Romeo dubs, like you want a receiver catching passes from Patrick Mahomes. So Jesse, I know you were pretty high on sky Moore, and I mean, he, he was a very high draft pick. He was a second round pick and he was one of PFS highest graded. Both he and Wandale were some of the highest graded players with pro football focus. So I, these three rookies right here, I'm I'm very intrigued by, and I'm going to keep paying attention to to what happens throughout camp in the preseason. Yeah, I think rookie wide receivers are are going to be hot this year. What's what's mm-hmm. the drop on that one, Case? <laughs> it's so damn hot. Yeah, that baby. <laughs> well, and, yeah, and, and, the rookie know, wide receiver. There's a few of them. I mean, we've even uh, got Josh Dotson. We've got well, George Pickens. Like, I don't want to skip ahead, but we the rookie would, wide receivers are looking good. You know, you did this on purpose, Jesse. You so what I did is I I tried to talk about the rookies first, and then you threw in a second year player. So then I kind of did a wrap up of the rookies, and then now I see, yeah, there's still Dotson <laughs> and Pickens on the show sheet. So now I got to go back. Uh, no, I also heard. So uh, was it Logan? I, I want to say Logan Paulson, but isn't that that might be the fighter, the boxer? But anyway, the former uh, Washington. Commanders. I almost said Redskins. Then I almost said football team. <laughs> so the Commanders. Uh, he said that he looks like the best wide receiver on the team. What we want to take from that? I don't know. I'm gonna guess. Josh Dotson. Jahan. It's Dotson. Jahan. Jahan on, Dotson. Man. Oh, okay. You're a little bit. That's 2016 yeah, draft you're, class. You're thinking of. Yeah, yeah you're right. Josh. Well, well, we don't want to confuse him with the TCU wide receiver that that. Everybody was sad about in Dynasty. Well, he, and, he never, never Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Yes. Well, and uh, uh, TCU and uh, Wyoming, Jesse. But anyway, oh, right, um, right. he's looked amazing. And then George Pickens, apparently, I read is the steal of the draft. Uh, he was listed as a starter on the depth chart for the Steelers. And we, we like this guy. I mean, it, this offense has got some really good wide receivers. And I think, I think Pickens is that kind of, he's he's that alpha that can, he can make some plays. And so I'm, I'm excited about him as well. I think um, the only thing I'm concerned about with, with both Dotson and uh, George Pickens is the quarterback play. So we just, we hope that those yeah. guys are getting him the ball where those other guys you listed have some big time quarterbacks. Don't well, not right. Wandale, Wandale, we could bunch in that as well, but yeah. Um, 
yeah, I'm really high on Dotson, really high on Dotson. I own him in Dynasty, and I'm really excited about how how far he fell in our our startup draft. And then George Pickens was coming off an ACL injury, and and I I was I had him in my top ten early, and I'm not surprised. He, I mean, he was a beast at Georgia, and just people kind of forgot about him because of that injury. So, yeah. Yeah, and then Tyler Algier. Um, last week there was a lot of talk about him being like he's going to very a good chance he could be the starting running back for the Falcons, and that's exciting. We Jesse again, you love these mountain schools, <laughs> so I know you were, BYU, sell, you were BYU. You were you were selling me on him a long time ago. So why don't you just tell everybody what they can expect with Algier? Because if he ends up being the starter, it's not a great offense. It's probably going to be a mediocre offense. Um, and it's going to run through Kyle Pitts and possibly, um, Oh, I'm blanking on the wide receiver. They drafted, uh, the guy out of, uh, uh, USC. What's his name? Drake London. Yes. Thank you. Drake London. It's You're probably going to run through those guys. But, um, what do you think for Algier if he is the starter? I, I mean, I think he just is a complete running back so he can catch the ball. He can, you know, he could be a three down guy. It's just, are they going to use him? I, I think that what we thought when he was drafted, our initial thought was they don't have to do the weird Corderell Patterson running back slash receiver thing anymore. Does anybody like a guy with a number in the eighties lining up in the backfield? <laughs> I, I have issues with it personally. So no, I think Tyler Algier was a red zone monster. Uh, I think he led the nation in touchdowns for no, incorrect. Well, where was that he? Has to, that has to be Brees Hall, right? <laughs> no, I, well, Brees Hall would have been, clear, but I think, I think for, uh, I think for the season, I'm going to look this up, but he was, he was in the top three. I'm almost positive for, uh, rushing touchdowns just his his last season there and he's young he came out as a as an underclassman so he has room to to, to develop I, I think he is a great pickup well and i do want to say ahead, i do want to say temper your expectations with uh rookies like this because a lot of times what happens especially if you're just getting into dynasty you'll hear all this hype about these rookies and you'll be oh man they're tearing up at camp they're automatic put them in as your starter and then they give you you know 400 yards receiving their rookie year so that's one thing i kind of wanted to get in there yeah i mean if they're if they're tied to good coaching and they're tied to good quarterback then you want to pay more attention but yeah a lot of these guys we're not very high on the pittsburgh steelers quarterback situation so as much as we like pickens he's probably not gonna be very trustable in your starting lineup he's probably a better like best ball pick because he i'm sure there's going to be some big games you know, from him, maybe, maybe it's only a handful, but in a best ball format, that could be good. Uh, one guy, one rookie, not on this list that I'm just going to surprise you guys with is Jesse. Did you see the highlight I sent? This is not even fantasy related, but did you see the highlight I sent of Jordan Davis running <laughs> Jason Kelsey about 10 yards back behind the line of scrimmage? Oh, I didn't know it was Kelsey. That's the yeah. Kelsey's their like starting center, right? I thought it was just some. I thought it was some scrub off the scout team. Nobody told me that it was. I I saw him on skates just going backwards. So this guy is a beast. Yeah, he is, is he, he the is, one that ran the like four seven eight forty or something like think, that? I don't think it was that fast, but he, I think he ran the fastest forty of anybody at that weight of all time. Like I think yeah, he's. He, I think his spark score is like the best of any athlete at that size ever. He, if you just look up pictures of Jordan Davis, 
they have a picture of him standing next to a coach and then standing next to a teammate of his who is a starting defensive end at Georgia. It's oh, not like I saw that. Coach. I no. saw that. And and he looks like a man among boys in that photograph. You got to look that up. To be fair, uh, running the fastest 40 time at that size is not that impressive because he's the only one who's ever been <laughs> that size. That's a good point. <laughs> what if it was just like over 300 pounds, though? Then it might be <laughs> yeah. more impressive. Although, so if I, I, I thought that was Jason Kelsey, we'll have to look that up afterwards. But that's when I, you know what I would do? That's when I just, I take, I take the chin strap, I undo it <laughs> and I walk off the field forever. Because <laughs> yeah. like, you're, you're like, I'm not, this is a new, this is a new breed of NFL right now. Like I can't play in this league. He's a freak. The only, the only knock on him is you might only get like three or four plays and then he'll be tired. But in those three or four plays, holy cow. He is, I just hope, I just hope Kelsey had that bubble wrap on his helmet for that play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would have been helpful. Yeah. All right, uh, Casey, I'm just verifying so that you can uh, shove it. Tyler Algier (laughs) led the nation with 23 rushing touchdowns. (laughs) You should have made a board bet or something. Brees Hall had had 20, so he was fourth. So you, you know, to be fair, fair, he skipped the bowl game. So (laughs) he probably had the record for regular. Oh, and I'm right again. And now I'm right. <laughs> All right. Well, we we talked a lot about rookies. I got a couple players that aren't rookies here: Elijah Moore and Isaiah McKenzie. What do you think about those guys so far in camp, Stephen? Yeah, yeah. So uh, they'll stay in the state of New York. Um, Elijah Moore, second year player, explosive, was really good at times last year. Supposedly, he's the clear cut number one. Um, you know, there's they drafted. Um, I keep blanking on these rookies' names Garrett right Wilson. now. Garrett Wilson. Thanks, Case. Uh, you know, so there's some thought that uh, who's going to be the guy there. Well, it sounds like it's more. So with Zach Wilson going into his second season, um, I'm kind of excited to see what more can do. He's he's quick. He's explosive. He could be used all over the field. So I'm excited about that. And then Isaiah McKenzie. Now, he's not as young a guy. I think he's like 27. Been around the league for a little while. But supposedly, he is going to take the Cole Beasley role. And um, Jameson Crowder was injured for a little bit to start camp because he's always injured to start camp. Um, and he kind of sees that role and he might not give it back. And he's a, he's an explosive wide receiver. He's very quick, very fast. And I'm kind of excited. That's a guy I'm going to be looking to take with one of my last picks. His ADP could rise to, so he might have taken a little bit earlier, but that's okay. Cause we saw Cole Beasley two years ago, average something like 14 points per game. So if you can get that with like your second to last or last pick, I'd, I'm doing that all day. So he's somebody you should definitely target if this if this holds true. Target him late in your drafts, or if you have your draft right now, yeah, take him late. All right. Anybody else to add to that, Casey? I did want to p- bring up one player because it's the reason why I say temper your expectations with like the Romeo Dubs or the uh, Sky Moors. You get these uh, rookies; they always draw a lot of attention at camp. And there's a, a wide receiver out of Denver, last name Williams, can't remember his first name, but he's been turning a lot of heads and him and Russell Wilson have been having private sessions together. Um, he's still not Spicy. on the, yeah, he's still, <laughs> he's still not on the starters list. He, and you see the updates like, oh man, this guy could be a sleeper. And then you find out that he's on the bubble on whether or not he's going to make the roster. So always temper your expectations with these picks. Yeah. It's like Steven and I are all excited. And then this buzzkill <laughs> comes in, you know, I've been, I've been yeah. through it. 
Just remember, uh, MVS is the standout in Kansas City Chiefs uh, practices right now. MVS, remember that name. See where he finishes this year. All right, yeah, he'll have a couple of deep. Uh, he'll have a couple of big games from some deep touchdowns. But yeah, I'm not. He's a guy I'm fine uh, not getting a lot of stock in during my drafts. All right, fellas. Well, our next segment is Casey's NFL Cover Zero. And just a heads up, Casey never shares his bit with us prior to recording so that he can get an authentic reaction out of uh, his brother and I. I I usually love it, and then Steven is usually shooting it down. Everybody knows mom for these. <laughs> well, no, I think that's why your mom was like, Jesse's great on this podcast. I think it's yeah. just because I liked Casey's segment. I think it's because uh-huh. I like Casey, and I think that's why. 100%. I, and I just sit there with that that a face like that. Remember that gymnast, the Olympic gymnast yeah, from yeah. years ago? Yep. You just sounds- have to, mm, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what is her name? Oh, man, now I'm drawing. I got to look that up now. Okay. All right, so Casey, I'm going to go look up a, a gymnast's face. I, I can't remember her name, but I'm going to look it up. How about it? You want to do some uh, NFL Cover Zero? Let's do it. Okay, launch episode, guys. Um, and of course, we have to start this episode off with Deshaun Watson news, right? NFL independent arbitrator Judge Robinson, who was appointed by Commissioner Goodell and the NFLPA in 2020 to oversee suspension rulings, has made her first ever ruling last week, deciding that Deshaun Watson should be suspended for six games. Upon hearing of the suspension, Commissioner Goodell's left eye twitched and he said, cuckoo cachoo, Mrs. Robinson, and promptly appealed the ruling. <laughs> the code is more what you call guidelines than actual rule. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how you personally see the Deshaun Watson scandal, it's not a good look for the commish. That's like being the commissioner of your fantasy league and hitting randomize on the draft order until it randomizes <laughs> to your opinion. <laughs> so now comes can't... the... Go ahead, Steve. Well, listen... I, maybe your 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 bit's still going, but I just want to know how many how many of our listeners are going to be privy to Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, Stephen, you know what? It's it's the little niche cl- clicks that are are going to draw into our podcast, buddy. Stephen, he, he doesn't care. care if, like yeah, he doesn't care if anybody else laughs except you and me. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right. Now comes the uh, difficult part for the NFLPA. They have to stand up for their client, Deshaun Watson, who has 24 (laughs) civil cases of sexual misconduct against him. Talk about a horrible position to be in. That's like trying to defend your uncle for saying something off color at a barbecue. Man, that Michael Jordan is so phony. One of Steven's favorite drops, I know it. (laughs) What's that from, Steven? That's Seinfeld, man. Oh, I know that. I know that. Come on, man. I'm sorry. That Michael Jordan's so phony. Uh, Earlier this offseason, Watson's lawyer, Rusty Harden, whose name sounds like something that happens when you don't use enough lube, was quoted as saying (laughs) that receiving a happy ending during a massage isn't exactly illegal. He went further (laughs) to suggest 
Many people get happy endings at Massage Envy. He suggested that anyone else who has ever had a happy ending at ME to reply to his tweet with the hashtag <laughs> ME2. Oh, no. oh, you made that Oh, up. no. That's not real. You oh, got to be careful. Was... You got to be careful because sometimes some, some fake news slides in there. I, uh, yeah, I feel like that he was also, fake. He also preemptive cricketed himself. Like he didn't have a whole lot, he didn't have a lot of confidence in that joke. <laughs> didn't have a lot of faith, guys. Uh, well, also, um, in horrible coincidental, but this one is actually true news. In late August, the National Massage Therapist Convention is to be held in, you Cleveland. guessed it, Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh. To honor it's, the occasion. It's just low-hanging low fruit for Casey. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to honor the occasion, they're offering free Rusty Hardens to anyone wearing a Browns uniform. <laughs> can, can i, I play it. the crickets guys no that's good <laughs> if you laugh you don't have to do the crickets casey well, I, works. jesse usually laughs i kind of smile a lot but so it's kind of a or, mix or or he gives the uh i looked it up it's uh michaela maroney oh <laughs> so what did you type did you type gymnast with like funny like a mad face or something Gymnast meme. B face? Gymnast meme. That's all I needed. And then it was that's, all, that's, uh, that's all it took. <laughs> that's all I needed. Michaela I hate it is not to, impressed. <laughs> I hate it when you're trying to... I hate it when you have something stuck in the back of your mind that you're trying to Google and you don't even know how to type it into Google. You're like, <laughs> I just want to put my brain... I just want to put Google. my brain in the computer. <laughs> Read my mind, Google. Yeah. Well, in other Roger Goodell iTwitch news... Aaron Rodgers attributed his two most successful seasons to taking Ayanasqua in South America. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. In case you guys... when gets, that's when he gets the dart in the neck. Yeah. <laughs> One of my yeah. favorite well, scenes. <laughs> in case you guys didn't know, Ayanasqua is a type of hallucinogen. That often causes, this is true, by the way, often causes one to vomit and crap your pants at the same time while hallucinating. True, true story. Uh, but Roger says that's not the part that helped him win two MVPs, which is obvious. If throwing up and crapping your pants at the same time helped you quarterback better, Stephen and I's family would already have several MVPs. <laughs> Jesse, I don't know if I don't know if you know this, Jesse, but uh, we're like the Mannings of crapping your pants and vomiting at the same time. <laughs> I, I, did not, I did not know that. I mean, we go way back, but I first that's of all, new. that's new information. First of all, it, it's ayahuasca, right? There's no N in it. Uh, I actually know somebody that took ayahuasca. Anyone else? <laughs> See, he did it again. <laughs> There's an N. He put an N in. Yeah. There's an N in there. The N's what? silent. The N is. I've never actually. You know what? I got to be honest. I've never seen it written. I've only heard it. I've heard people talk about it. And I thought it was ayahuasca. So, how? Where have you seen that. it written? Does he show you his notes? He never puts anything in the show sheet for me. No, oh. he doesn't let me see anything. Well, oh, okay. Well, okay. when I, when I write it, I just start with an A, a W, and then I slam the keyboard with all my fingers, and then that's, <laughs> that spells I. I, well, <laughs> I think he. <laughs> I think he actually writes it on a notepad. And if you've ever seen Casey's writing, it looks like a five-year-old with their, their non-dominant hand. So even if I did have it, I probably wouldn't know what he was saying. It's oh, very man. true. Well, in relatable news for me, 
Hunter Renfro is in the doghouse with his teammates. Oh, as this. he as he requested an Uber for himself, Devontae Adams, and two other NFL players, and a Prius showed up for NFL players. Did you see this, Jesse? Mm-mm. It's oh, like a flick. circus car, man. Um, I can relate to it because I used to drive for Uber, and my car was classified in XL because it had a back row, but it definitely wasn't an XL. Mm. And one time I had these hockey players request me, and as I'm pulling up, you could read their faces. They were like, this can't be it. This isn't, no, I requested an XL. You requested an XL? I requested an XL. And then when I folded that back seat forward, the look they gave me, they looked at me like I was the conductor for the last train to Auschwitz. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a little like, like, like <laughs> oh, that's a, there we yeah. go. There we go. That's kind of like it's kind of like uh, it, when I was dating. You know, I would I would say I was an ex football player, but I wouldn't put my height or weight, and and then I would show up. <laughs> Very similar, I think, where the the ladies would be like, "Wait, hold on, you said XL. This is this is an XL." <laughs> By the way, you should be you should be writing these bits. By the way. Hunter Renfro from the video looked like so embarrassed, but but didn't want to act like like it was a big deal. Like he's getting in there, and you just see him kind of pull his knees up, like literally to his chest. And what's funny? What's also funny is Casey just said like Devonte Adams and some other Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr was there too, so oh, he just, yeah, for he just gets thrown into like other. I'm gonna take this moment though to say I I am buying Hunter Renfro at his current draft position yeah he's going he's going late i think i think he could be a value for sure you know what he's more of an uber xl than an uber x if you ask me that's right that's right hey let's let's try to keep the fantasy talk down on this uh fantasy (laughs) football podcast jesse (laughs) okay sorry sorry about that all right well and then the last story uh former patriots lineman rich ormberger i think that's how you say it shared a story this week in which his power went out and his alarm didn't go off and he knew he was going to be late to practice. So on the drive there, he purposely rear-ended a van to give himself an excuse for being late. He kept the job. Is anyone else concerned that the Patriots prefer tardiness by car accident than alarm clock error? He had to have played for Belichick, right? I'm I'm guessing. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. I would have done the same thing. (laughs) <laughs> we've seen him cut what remember the guy i remember the, this very james well gray. james gray right was it james Run- gray or Jon? uh was it jonas james gray? gray no i think it was jonas gray uh jonas jonas it, brother he he was a running back that i was going against casey a, a hundred years ago uh playing fantasy football and i had james white casey had i believe this other running back he scored four touchdowns in this game and scored like 30 or 40 points and I was never, that's the most mad I've been watching a Sunday night football game because I didn't even, I'd never even heard of this guy. And I, actually Casey couldn't have started him because he didn't, nobody knew no. who this guy was, but no. I had James White and James White did nothing. Cause this guy got all the looks and he looked like he was going to be this next great Patriots running back. Well, that guy, uh, I want to say he either fell asleep during a meeting or talked or dropped a pen or something during one of Melichek's meetings and never seen from again, never heard from he disappeared off the face of the earth. So yeah, it says uh, there's a, there's an article on Yahoo. Remember Jonas gray. Oh, if Jonas. Not, yeah. If not for an uncharged phone, he might still be in the NFL. <laughs> uncharged yeah. phone. My goodness. Hey, 
Jesse, I don't know if you have you have the show sheet. You have the score sheet. Can you put one point down for me over Casey? <laughs> I got we you. Do need I got to you. Keep track. That's okay, true. Thank you. Uh, if the NFL was Star Wars, Belichick would definitely be Vader. Why were you late? My alarm clock didn't go. <laughs> Jesse liked it. This is this is Steven's reaction. <laughs> no. No, I liked it, but uh, I, he's always referred to as the Emperor. That was the part that I mean. He's got the. Oh, no, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, right. Yeah, but the Emperor right. doesn't. The Emperor doesn't choke anybody out. You know, like yeah. that's where the, the just, choke. I, I couldn't make a, Stephen. I couldn't make a lightning effect over the air. I couldn't. <laughs> <You> couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's maybe it's not as audible doing that effect. <laughs> Well, all right, guys, uh, consider your NFL zero covered. We now return to your regularly scheduled podcast. All right. Love it, Casey. Crushed it like usual. We get a kick out of it. Keep working hard in the uh, – we call him our NFL outsider, right? He's not quite an insider, but he's in. He's out there working. So uh, next segment here, we're going to work on to some early round targets. Steven put out uh, a cool post earlier this week. And Stephen, why don't you just talk real quickly about some of the guys in the first four rounds that you think uh, anybody should be targeting? Um, well, and it kind of this this isn't just saying target this player because it kind of depends on where you're drafting. But right now, a middle round to late round pick I like a lot is Dalvin Cook. I think that in this new um, Vikings offense, it's going to look a little bit more like the Rams offense. Excuse me, and he's like the clear cut best running back on that team. I know Alexander Madison, he's decent, but he's no Dalvin Cook. I think they are going to try to limit Dalvin a little bit, but I think, remember like prime Todd Gurley when he was getting like lots of receptions and scoring a lot of touchdowns? I think we could see more of that from Dalvin Cook. And I mean, the guy's an amazing running back. So this is going to be a way more up-tempo offense. It's going to be a more dynamic offense. And I think he's going to be really efficient. So I'm very excited about Dalvin Cook. Um, also I know he's 33 years old, but Travis Kelsey, he's going at the very end of the first round. I've been taking him in a ton of best ball leagues. I've probably drafted him. I don't know, four or five times, uh, in the late, I've got him sometimes early second round. Um, I know he's 33, but we saw Tony Gonzalez ball out at like age 36, you know, with Matt Ryan, he's going to lead all tight ends and targets probably by a landslide this year. Um, he never gets hurt, uh, so he's a guy that I'm. I think he's going to be a big difference maker at the tight end position, and I think it would be a big time shock if he didn't not only lead the position in fantasy points, but by a lot. Um, let's see. So in the One second thing round, that's very irritating about him. He always goes on the turn in every draft I've been in. He goes on the turn, and if you if you don't have the turn, you're basically you you're not getting him unless you reach. Yeah, and I I wouldn't reach for him. He's he's basically a guy. If I have like the probably I'm going to say the 11th or 12th pick is kind of where I'm targeting him because I do like some other players that are younger ahead of him. But if I have if if I'm at the very end, I'm probably taking him every time. Um, another guy, Aaron Jones. I really think we just talked about Romeo Dubs. Um, you know the receivers in Green Bay, but. I think we still have to temper expectations for everyone, Alan Lazard included. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to really have to rely on these running backs because I think Aaron Jones and um, what's his name? This is just one of those nights where I can't think of it. Uh, AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon, guy. Yep. 
Yeah, AJ Dillon. <laughs> those Juan are their Zilla. two best. Yeah. Those are the two best players by far, if you ask me, on this team. So I think they're going to really rely on these running backs. And I think Aaron Jones is in for a, a special season. So he's a guy I'm targeting in the second. Also, Javante Williams. I did a little bit of a deep dive on him last week, just basically saying that he, last year he was the RB17. Um, in points per game, it wasn't quite that high because he didn't miss any games. But he's an extremely efficient running back. And he actually reminds me a lot of Marshawn Lynch. He's just this kind of compact tackle breaker. And I think if he can get, there's been some reports that he, Cecil Lammy, who covers the Broncos, was thinking he could get like a 70% of the snaps. Which I, instead I don't of, think that's... Because they were almost exactly 50-50 last year, were. right? Yeah, Javante had a 51% snap share. Um, I think it'll probably be somewhere between 55 and 60 But even if he gets like, just let's just say it's 55 or 60, he could easily be a top 15 back on last year's Broncos team. You know, if he would have had Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, this offense is going to be light years better this year. So he's a guy I'm I'm, I'm heavily targeting. Um, He's going in the late second. Now, in some leagues, he'll probably go a lot higher. um, But he's a guy, I think at the end of the second round, I'm definitely... I'm I'm smashing the the draft button when it gets to me. Um, well, and he broke all those tackles with ten in the box. The number of tackles he had to break to get ten yards was like four or five each time last year. There'll be a lot more open lanes for him this year. Well, and to peel back the curtain of this podcast a little bit, we're all located in Colorado. We're all longtime Bronco fans, so we have seen every Broncos game, <laughs> including last year's Broncos games, and it's been. Ever since Manning hung him up, I mean, it's been brutal. So <laughs> to actually get a good offense this year, which the Broncos will be, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, moving on to the third round, a player I picked out, Mike Williams. Um, another contributor, uh, Jacob Rhodes, he wrote an article about him. Basically, just it, it was glowing reviews. You know, the guy is going into, oh God, I don't know, is this his fifth season? Uh, he's, he's, it was last year was his first year that he really broke out. He ended up as the wide receiver 13 and the big knock on him is inconsistency. You know, it was like, he put up 30 or 40 one week and then get you like, you know, single digits the following week. And I think that's going to be kind of what he is. You know, I think he's a little bit of a poor man's Mike Evans, but he's going to have weeks where he just wins you your, your match. You know, he's going to put up 30 and possibly 40-point games because he's tied to Justin Herbert on what I think will be probably one of the best offenses in the league. So I think he's a real threat as an, you know, a, a kind of an outsider that he could lead the the league in touchdowns, you know, in touchdown receptions. So um, let's see, another guy, DJ Moore. Guy's never had a quarterback, like, like even a remote Still doesn't. Kick. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm not saying Baker Mayfield's going to be the savior for Carolina, but I think he's the best option DJ Moore has ever seen, and that includes the couple years he had Cam Newton. If you saw Cam Newton towards the end, there it was brutal. Um, so DJ Moore is just he's going to be heavily targeted. He's super efficient. Uh, he's a guy I'm very excited about. Um, and in in the mid the mid third round, he's a guy I'm looking to target. <clears throat> All right, moving on to the fourth. We've talked a lot about this guy, Travis Etienne. Um, Jesse, since we haven't really seen him play in the NFL, I might 
go to you here for a second, but he just he's a he's a good size running back, six foot two fifteen or six one, I think two fifteen. Ran a four four forty, I remember at his pro day, <clears throat> and uh, he's just that dual threat that you want at running back. Like he kind of you know is kind of like an Alvin Kamara. He could catch. I could see him catching eighty passes. So playing with Trevor Lawrence is that something you could could see out of him? Yeah, absolutely. And they they should have rapport both coming out of Clemson. And when he was in college, I think. You know, he's the ACC's all-time leader in touchdown uh, rushes. and uh, But he also, like you said, he catches the ball out of the backfield really well. So it's a guy you can kind of use all over. He's not slight of framed or anything, though. So I, I think they're going to use him a lot of the downs. And I think he can be used all over the field, just like you said. That, that's really what yeah. made him special at Clemson. He catches screen pass and he just house it. So I think that he's the type of player that can do that for them. And, you know, a lot of these, a lot of, uh, you know, sometimes with these sophomore players, if we don't see a lot out of them that first year in the NFL, we forget about them a little bit. Now, I think a lot of people are talking about Travis Etienne, and I don't think this is a shock, but I do think at a round four value, uh, you can get a lot there. Yeah. And I, you know, the thing is, he's not like extremely cheap. I mean, the RB 16, that's not like free, you know, by any means, but yeah. I think, you know, a lot of the talk about DeAndre Swift this offseason is that he could give you like top five potential. Well, ETN, I think, is a little bit like that. I think they're kind of a similar style player. And I think that he provides that ability at a cheaper cost as well. Um, and then a guy that I'm getting more and more excited about by the day. It seems like every time I see an update from uh, Rams camp, Allen Robinson's catching a touchdown over somebody. It's so damn like, hot. <laughs> yeah, he's just. <laughs> He's just mossing people left and right. And people just, because he had such a bad season last year, people just think Allen Robinson's toast. He's actually younger than Cooper Cup. So I don't see how he could be toast. The guy's been a stud with, we just talked about DJ Moore. DJ Moore wishes he could have as bad a quarterback play as Allen Robinson. And I know that doesn't make sense. But <laughs> he did that backwards. Yeah. There was a, a double negative or something happening yeah. there. Robinson wishes he had the quarterbacks yeah. DJ Moore had. There we go. There we go. Well, no, what I meant to say is DJ Moore's following the Allen Robinson career path <laughs> of zero quarterbacks. Uh, no, Allen Robinson has just had atrocious quarterback play. And now he gets, uh, he gets Matt Stafford. Everybody, so I did a bold take basically saying, you know, Allen Robinson could outscore Cooper Cup this year. And first how, of all, how was, your, bold, how was your, yeah, how was your response to that one? Oh, people, you're crazy. You know, they didn't say anything crazy. bad. I like you. But you're crazy. <laughs> no, no, they, they were, everyone was like, oh, yeah, no, they totally see it. No, nobody, everyone was like, you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but, but this thing about one year ago from now, did anybody think Cooper Cup was going to do anything other than maybe be a wide receiver too? You know, and he destroyed fantasy football. Now, I still think Cooper Cup will be the highest scoring fantasy player uh, on the Rams, but I wouldn't be shocked. He's probably going to catch more passes than Robinson, but I wouldn't be shocked if Robinson scores more touchdowns. He's that. He's a really good player. Honestly, what I see over there in the NFC West is don't ever get comfortable with a player because both him and Shanahan, McVay and Shanahan, they like to reinvent their teams every year so that it throws the other defenses off a little bit. And I think that that could easily happen for the Rams where all of a sudden Allen Robinson is now their new number one. 
Yeah, and I still think it's going to be Cup because he's used all over the field a little more than Robinson. But now teams have to account for Cup too. You know, teams. I, I think he kind of snuck up on people last year. Um, th- I think teams are going to have to game plan for him, and that could just be more beneficial to Robinson. So Robinson is a guy I've drafted him a lot. I got him. He was going cheaper. Now I think I got him a lot of uh, later or earlier this off season around like wide receiver 27, uh, whereas now he's going as wide receiver 20. But I think he has top 10 upside, so I'm pretty excited about him. Um, so, yeah, those are just some of the guys. We'll do more talking about mid-round, or the mid-rounds of your draft and the late rounds of your draft. But for the early part, those are some guys I really like. Steven, I have right a question on. for you that I think followers would like to know. Brees Hall or Travis ATN? Gun to your I head, know. go. Gun to my head. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to probably go Travis Etienne because I do really like Brees Hall. But we at least know Michael Carter is there. I think relatively healthy, although I think he got a little banged up in camp. James Robinson, I think he did avoid the pup, but he is coming back from an Achilles tendon tear. So I still think Etienne's going to have a lot more play to start although etn's coming back from his own injury man this is tough you know what i'm gonna cop out i'm gonna go Brees hall because you can get him later you can get him a few picks later so i'm gonna i'm gonna cheat and just take the the coward's way out and say Brees hall because he's a better value solid move i've always known you were a coward all right just you You just saw me with that snake man (laughs) (laughs) all right Next next segment here, we're going to move on to some Fantasy Guides potential league winners. And what I want to do with this segment, Stephen, is I want to go rapid fire. So I'm going to give you a name, and I want you to just tell me in 10 seconds why that player could be a league winner. All right? You ready? I can always tell when Jesse's getting ready to wrap up the show and that I talk too long. Because all of a sudden, one of my segments turns into a rapid fire. But here, here, right. comes, here comes the hook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. DeAndre Hopkins, why would why could he win you the league? Because uh, he has he'll he'll probably on a points per game basis be a top twelve wide receiver. You're getting him, I think, around wide receiver thirty, maybe twenty seven. Um, he's going to be such a difference maker. You can find someone to replace him for those first six weeks, uh, it, but once you get him, he's going to be a huge value. How about his teammate Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz, uh, I think he's going undervalued. He's going as like a back-end tight end one. Um, He was like a top five tight end, I want to say, last year, maybe top six uh, with Kyler Murray once he got traded. He's not going to be an elite tight end by any means, but I think he will return value. He'll, he'll, He'll outperform his ADP. Running back Brees Hall, we just talked about him, but why could he be a potential league winner? I think because uh, if you look at some of these rookies from recent history, you know, like Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, he's built like those guys. And it's easy to just say, oh, he's a rookie. It's a bad offense. But these guys, they're picked high and they perform, they test well for a reason. And he's got the juice to uh, to be a top 10 back. All right. Well, Juju Smith-Schuster, is, do you see him kind of emerging out of that Kansas City wide receiver core? Is, is he a potential league winner? I think so. He's the guy I would put my money on to be the Chiefs leading wide receiver in targets. Um, he's got the best. I mean, his his career, he's got the um, – what am I trying to say here? The best resume. Highest ceiling. 
No, I'm just saying he's got the proven track record. He's been, we've seen him put up a top eight season, uh, his rook, his second year in the league. Um, and now he's got Pat, that was with Ben Roethlisberger and aging Ben Roethlisberger. Now he's got Patrick Mahomes. So I think at wide receiver 27, he's, he should easily outperform that. And he could be a wide receiver one. Don't be shocked if he does. How about Saquon Barkley? He's got some gas in the tank. Oh yeah. He's got gas in the tank. Um, one year, you know, he got a, he played last year, uh, after that ACL tear. Um, usually it takes running backs a full season to get back to health. Um, I think prior to that injury, he was the best, most complete running back in the league. And now he's got Brian Dabble, the former Bills head or uh, offensive coordinator. The guy who you guys know, we've talked about this, is responsible for Peyton Hillis making the Madden cover back in 2010. Dude, so, do you remember he had that weird ass face mask too? Yep. It like it was like it like came up the Hillis. A bunch on the, the is it just called <laughs> the Hillis? Is it? Is That's it, what it, I'm calling it. <laughs> it had like the, like the little like bull ring that like yeah, it was unique. An under no, an he, under bull ring. I mean, it's one thing to have one up here, you know, but yeah, the underneath. I did a little. Um, I just put a reel up about that, just kind of pointing out that stat, and then somebody. Um, oh, I'm going to blank on the name here, so it's probably not even worth saying. But there was a guy before that for the Browns because he was with Cleveland for a few years. There was a guy I had him on my roster. This like I'll look him up after the show. Um, it'll be super great for the people listening. But <laughs> there, so there was another guy, this little guy that, that that was literally a league winner for like a three or four week span, and he rushed. He had a game uh, that was over 200 rushing yards. So maybe I can look up Cleveland Browns. 200 yard rushers in a game that guy <laughs> so brian dabble you know he is great for running backs he did great things for jamal charles and the thing is a lot of people were saying oh he didn't do anything for the bills well would you want to give devin singletary and zach moss the football ask yourself that so no i think barkley's in for a big year all right how about three more amari cooper oh why would you do this to me i don't you know what I don't want to talk about Amari anymore. I've talked about him too much this offseason. I've been high on him. And then Deshaun Watson, this whole Watson thing is just, uh, it's frustrating because um, it's really hard to value these Cleveland Brown players. Um, I will say he's going like, if if I knew Watson was only getting a six-game suspension, I'm drafting him as a top 15 wide receiver because he's the main guy. He's the clear-cut wide receiver one on that team playing with a really elite quarterback. But even if Watson, let's just say he misses the entire year and he's just got Jacoby Brissett, I still think he has the potential to be a wide receiver to finish top 24. He's going like wide receiver 30 right now. So he's he's a value. He's he's somebody I'm still looking to target. He's somebody I would target if I was in best ball. Because if you know Amari Cooper, he is a chart of just ups and downs. You, he'll get you two points, he'll get you 20 points. He'll get you two points, he'll get you 20 points. So best ball is where you want him. Yeah, How no, about, he's yeah. Go ahead. How about Travis Etienne? Oh, I got to talk about him again. Hey, uh, you, yeah. you had him on both lists, so yeah, own, no, draft him. Get that guy in your <laughs> roster. Oh, by the way, by the way, uh, Cleve, uh, James Harrison. That was the running oh, back. Oh, 2009, okay. All right. Kansas City, James Harrison. How did you, look that? you You somehow looked that up in the like 10 seconds that Casey was talking? That's impressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can do that. I'm, I'm we're we're professionals now, so there you go. This is something else people might not know. You know, every time you do a Google search, it's like running a light bulb for three minutes. So I just 
just wasted that much energy looking this player up. Well, we wasted. Uh, we wasted never double that. that. Is that we a wasted, real? <laughs> yes, yeah. that we no, wasted double that because I also tried to search for it and I couldn't find it. Oh. And I, did mul- I did multiple searches. Listen, All right. listen. It, it, wait, wait, wait. I just just quickly. This is back to Brian Dabble and uh, and Saquon Barkley. As if the Peyton Hillis news wasn't sh- blow your mind enough. This James Harrison broke Jim Brown's single game rushing record for the Cleveland Browns with a 286 yard three Jeez. touchdown performance. I started him whenever that happened <laughs> in the fantasy football playoffs. And oh I remember being a very happy uh, fantasy player. So, and then, yeah, Saquon Barkley. He was right, probably, and, he, and Steven was probably playing me that week in the fantasy playoffs. That's how far back we go. You made the playoffs? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Got him. <laughs> yes. All right. One more. Michael Thomas. Why could he potentially win your league? Uh, remember like before Cooper cup, Michael Thomas was doing the Cooper cup. You know, he was, well, that sounds like it could be like a dance through the, do the Cooper cup. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to see that dance, <laughs> but I mean, he got the reception record uh, a couple of years ago. Um, He's going, I want to say, wide receiver 31, something like that. He's going way late. Supposedly, he's back, and he's cutting, and he's practicing, and he looks good. I don't see how he can't finish top 20 in that with, with in that offense with Jameis Winston slinging the ball. It kind of depends on what the Saints try to do. But I, there's no way, if he's healthy and he's, let's just say, 80% of what he was, there's no way he doesn't finish top 30 at the wide receiver position. So he's somebody I'm comfortable taking and I have taken him in a few drafts. All right. I love it. That sounds great. So, you know, one thing you guys need to know about this podcast, anybody that's downloaded this for the first time is they put my segment at the end. So then as they drone on and on and on throughout their segment, where it belongs. <laughs> we're gonna need we're gonna need to cut this short, Jesse. I think we're pushing the uh, one hour mark. Yeah, exactly. That's where it always goes. So we called it we called it the two minute drill for a while because I literally had two minutes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I maybe we'll go back to that. But no, I call it I call it Devi Rookie Watch and, and actually I am gonna be pretty brief this week. So you guys you guys will be proud of me. But uh just real quick, some information on the upcoming draft class. This this past draft, there was not that many dynamic players. Not not anybody that we've seen in past drafts, especially if we're talking about quarterback, running back, and tight end. We 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 are high on Brees Hall, but even Brees Hall went number thirty six, so pretty far down. And I I think you know I just got to drop it into the ears of dynasty owners and Devi owners out there, and anybody that's dealing with draft picks, future draft picks. This upcoming draft class could be great. And so I really think that you should be holding on to those 2023 draft picks or trying to acquire them, especially as your if your season starts going downhill, there is a chance to pick up some really big time players. And I think even it doesn't even matter what position you're looking for, whether it's wide receiver, running back or tight end or quarterback. Um, I've read reports that have up to five or six first round quarterbacks going in this upcoming draft instead of having Kenny Pickett at number 20 you know you're going to have the the first two selections uh CJ Stroud and Bryce Young one or the other I I am personally much higher on Bryce Young than CJ Stroud and we'll have to see what happens with this year but but just knowing that there's just a very different outlook for this upcoming draft uh three more players I just want to touch on real quick Jackson Smith and Jigba I saw a, a he's a wide receiver for Ohio State I saw a, a 
a mock draft where he was going number two overall. And that, so that's how high people are on that particular wide receiver. That's, this is Jamar chase, Justin Jefferson type talent. Um, Bijan, Bijan Robinson, he's running back at Texas. I've seen mock drafts that have him going 11th overall. So if you look at Brees Hall, who were high on going 36 and then Bijan Robinson being mentioned in all of these first rounds, that is something to keep an eye on. And then if you need, if you're in need of a tight end, there's even some, some big time tight end tight ends coming out. Uh, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame, he's nicknamed baby Gronk. And he really looks like a complete player. So somebody to keep an eye on moving forward. So just, there you go. I, I mean, I might've even hit the two minute mark. These are, these are true difference, difference makers at each position and uh, something to keep an eye on in the future. What do you think, fellas? Well, well yeah. And I'll l- listen, think of, if, if you're saying. Well, also, hold on, I, Steven, I got one other thing. Anytime, this is actually a drinking game. So anytime Steven says, listen, listen. <laughs> You got to take a drink. So I just want to make sure I got my drink. But well, if you're in your car all, driving to work, you got to every time you got to. I drink. think I think we need to throw a first of all in there as well. <laughs> Listen, first of all, you guys, first of all, you haven't given me these notes. You you haven't said you say first of all or listen too much. So this is news to me. So I'll you don't have to ruin the drink. drinking game for everybody well, else. I You're not supposed to all. tell you. Thank you. So that next time I'm in my own head when I'm trying to think of like, like a, a word, like I can't even talk right now. But no, what I was going to say was if this class is anything like some of these previous classes, like let's just say the 2017 draft class, I'd be looking to make moves just now, regardless if my team might or might not be good, because <clears throat> your chances of winning it any given year, depending on if, I mean, if you're a loaded dynasty team, then yeah, go for it. If you're just kind of middle of the pack, I might just go for it. Casey, remember you did this back before leading up to the 2017 draft class because you knew it was going to be good. And you had you ended up with like Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon. Uh, did you have not, um, Alvin not Kamara? Mixon, or- not Mixon, but Leonard Fournette. I actually oh. should have had all those players, but I, I made the mistake of drafting it tight end two tight ends (laughs) oh yeah no but you had like a stacked team and if you just look at this two thousand from that 2017 draft class like if i just read off some of these names christian mccaffrey joe mixon uh austin eckler alvin Kamara, kareem hunt like aaron jones aaron jones yeah like these are these are these can set you up for years i mean how long ago was that draft and these guys they're still going like in the first and second round these players this is how good they are so I, I I'm on board with I've I've acquired a few 2023 picks. I got like in one league, I got three or four firsts because um, I, I just I, I kind of decided my team started to get a little older, had a few Keenan Allen's on the team and some older pieces <laughs> that I was like, all right, you know, my team's it's made the playoffs every year. I haven't won it in a couple of years, but it's it's good. But you know what? It's blow up time. And I did that. And I, I if you don't think your team is a legit contender. I would start looking to maybe acquire some of these picks. I love it. We're on the same page. Well, fellas, that is it for tonight. And just everybody remember that we would love to get feedback from you. We would love to get some questions uh, that we could add to the pod. Make sure to tune in next week for more camp updates. They've been coming in. I, I know that that's really been helping me as a fantasy owner to see some of the players um, that have been blowing up in camp. Uh, more NFL news and trends with Casey, more draft strategy conversations as draft, st- as draft season really heats up. 
and then uh, more NCAA football nuggets as they come out. Be sure to follow Steven on Instagram at Fantasy Guides and be sure to visit his website at shopfantasyguides.com. And then we will have a YouTube channel where we are making a video of this as we make the podcast as well. And it'll kind of be the unedited behind the scenes. You know, what you're hearing, you're, you're, you're seeing us all give each other a bunch of crap, but there might even be more of it if you like oh, that yeah. online. Yeah, as we work through the kinks of, you know, running a podcast. So, well, I've had a blast with you guys for Stephen, Casey and myself. Thanks for joining us. Please like, subscribe, comment, all those things. We are new to this. It really helps out the pod. And most importantly, share the product with your friends if you've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed creating this. We've been working on it for a long time. So we, we hope it, found, it sounds professional. And uh, we'll keep doing more and more as Steven's brand grows. Thanks for letting me do this, Steven. This has been fun. Oh, yeah. No, looking forward to it. This is going to be a blast all season. We're going to be doing this weekly. So, yeah, stay tuned. All right. We'll catch you all next week. Peace. Why were you late? My alarm clock didn't go. Yes. (laughs) 